What is going on, everybody? It's your boy Nightmare K Hawk back at it again with another podcast. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I did not have overtime tonight, so that was a blessing. I didn't have to go to work today, um, but I do have work on Monday night, so it is already Monday. But anyway, folks, uh, I hope this week be a good week, man. A lot of things going on in the crypto market, but today it's not about crypto. It's about the independent news, folks. I got, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six. I got six stories for you folks that I'm going to go talk about. And then I have two more bonus stories for you to read on your own. Very interesting stories as well. But first, let's kick it off with Mark Zuckerberg. That's right, folks. Mark Zuckerberg is in the news. So Zuckerberg admits censoring true information for established un- undermined trust. Oh, Zuckerberg, now all of a sudden you want to apologize for what you did during the COVID era. Let's get into this article, folks. In an interview with Lux uh, Friedman podcast, Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Meta, uh, divvied into the convulsed waters of content censorship and its consequences during COVID-19 pandemic. The Censorship Act Navigating the tightrope of content censorship is really tricky, according to Zuckerberg. He highlighted a dilemma where content might be false but may be harmful. So it's like, all right, are you going to censor someone for just being wrong if there's no kind of harm implications of what they're doing? Establishment pressure. In the early days of the pandemic, Zuckerberg recalls how the establishment was scrambling gay platforms like Meta, mixed signals. He elaborated just take some of the stuff around COVID early in the pandemic where there were real health implications, but there hadn't been time to fully vet a bunch of the scientific assumptions. And unfortunately, I think a lot of the establishment on that kind of waffled on a bunch of facts. Looking back, the Meta CEO expressed concerns about the establishment pushing platforms to enforce its censorship information, which upon reflection ended up being more deliberate or true. Credibility at stake. The hasty calls for citizenship bias on unsteady data played a role in shaking the foundation of trust in the scientific community. It really undermines trust, Zuckerberg pointed out. Nuance and danger. Adding to the complexity, Zuckerberg concurred with Friedman on the possibility of depth and nuance in information being lost in the sea of content moderation dictated by institutions and governments. So, ladies and gentlemen, we got Mark Zuckerberg finally admitting that what he did was wrong. Now, I'm happy to see that he's uh, admitting that, but I don't believe him for one t- one damn solitary second. Now, yes, it is true he did get pressured along with Twitter, along with Snapchat, along with Instagram, along with a lot of these social media platforms. But, folks, it's too little too late, okay? In my opinion, fuck Mark Zuckerberg. Fuck all of these fucking centralized platforms, personally. That's just my opinion. Now, yes, I still use them. I'm not going to lie to you. I still use them. Um, I believe I got kicked off a Noster. I'm not sure what I did or whatever. Um, But uh, I still do have the private key, so I'm going to try to get back on Noster and see what happened there. But, uh, yeah, folks, we definitely need to build decentralized platforms run by algorithms um, and things like that and codes that we know that cannot be blocked, censored, banned, uh, the truth or anything like that. So we definitely need decentralized platforms for sure. But yeah, folks, I don't believe Mark Zuckerberg for two seconds. Yeah, it's great. Like I said at the beginning, it's great. He's reflecting on what he did. 
But again, Mark Zuckerberg, you gotta put your foot down, man. You're a fucking billionaire, dude. Put your fucking foot down. Stop working with governments. Be a fucking martyr and learn to fucking stand your fucking ground, man. I mean, that's the problem with a lot of people with a lot of money and wealth. They don't know how to stand their fucking ground. They're fucking cowards at the end of the day. You know, they just have a lot of money and a lot of resources, but they're still cowards to the fucking government and authorities. And by the way, folks, there's no such thing as authority anyway. There's a good book that talks about it, about how authority is an illusion. It actually really is. As long as you're a good person and you're not hurting anybody else or the environment, that's all the two rules you really need to freaking live by, to be honest. But anyway, folks, let me know what y'all think, man. Let's go ahead and jump into the Philadelphia news. So Philadelphia cops fired over social media posts can uh, proceed with their First Amendment lawsuit appeals court rules. So that's right, folks. We got cops in Philadelphia getting fired over their freaking post online. Absolutely ridiculous. First Amendment rights. But let's get into this article. So a U.S. Court of Appeals for the Third uh, Circuit panel has ruled that 12 former Philadelphia police officers who were either suspended or terminated due to the posts on social media can move forward with the First Amendment lawsuit against the city. And you guys and you uh, folks out there listen to my podcast, LGBT, women, men, and non-binary, you'll be able to check out the copy of the opinion uh, here. I'll have the link in the description below. The back door, I mean the backdrop. Back in 2019, research unveiled a database cataloging controversy, Facebook posts, and memes made by active former police officers across several states. Many were accused of being racist. Some were accused of being violent. This led to discriminatory Actions against 200 officers in Philadelphia with 15 facing termination. 12 of these officers uh, subsequently filed a lawsuit against the city alleging retaliation for exercising the First Amendment rights. District courts take in the initial trial, District Judge Presti Tucker dismissed the lawsuit asserting that the officer posts not only eroded public trust in law enforcement but also infringed upon the city's social media policy. Judge Tucker stated that the plaintiffs played racist bingo, mocking as many ethnic or religious groups as possible. Appeals Court Viewpoint, the Third Circuit Court of Appeals, composed of a three-judge panel, concurred that the posts in the question were offensive, racist, and violent, and clarified that they do not condone the officers' use of social media to mock, disparage, and threaten the very community they were sworn to protect. The panel also noted posts like the officers have the Captivity to confirm the community's worst fears about bias in policing. While the reversal, the panel contended that dismissing the lawsuit was hasty due to uncertain surroundings, which posts led to discriminatory actions, the origin of some posts, and the overall impact of these posts. What's next? The case has been uh, has been reprimanded to the district court for further proceeding. The appeals court announced that the officers face significant challenges, stating they undoubtedly face a steep uphill climb in ultimately providing their case. So there you go, folks. So you got these officers, Philadelphia cops, you know, being fired over social media posts. And I don't condone their actions at all. I think what they posted was absolutely stupid and absolutely a dumbass move. First of all, why the hell would you post this on Facebook? I mean, if you're going to post racist, biased shit and memes, how about you do it on a decentralized platform like Noster 
or some other decentralized platform that I know the Monero community is working on. I'm not sure of the name, but I know Monero community is working on a decentralized platform for themselves as well. I mean, for God's sakes, man, I don't like cops personally. I think cops are a piece of shit, to be honest with you. Um, and this is a gamer talking right now. But yeah, I, I think cops are a piece of shit personally. But uh, that doesn't mean that I disrespect the First Amendment. I think people should be able to say whatever the hell they want to. But I also believe in the freedom of consequence. And now these cops, these Philadelphia cops, are dealing with their consequence. So... You reap what you sow, folks, in this world. I mean, hey, if you're going to be so part of the First Amendment, freedom of speech, you better be willing to deal with the consequences that comes with having freedom of speech. And that's what people forget in this world, is that there are consequences for everything that you do in this world. Every action you take, anything that you say in your mouth will have a consequence. Whether that consequence be good or whether that consequence be bad, you will have a consequence for everything that you do. That's just the bottom line. But anyway, folks... Let me know what y'all think, man. Do y'all think these uh, Philadelphia cops were wrong being fired over some of the social media posts they put on the internet? Or do you think it is justified and that these Philadelphia cops deserve the consequences that they're getting? Let me know in the comments below. Alright, let's get on over to Christina. Yeah, that's right. Christina, a Solana worker, is fired for posting criticizing Disney. That's right, folks. She got fired from her salon job for criticizing Disney. Jesus Louises. A Christian, a, uh, a Christian style at a hair salon in Virginia over a Facebook post criticizes Disney Plus. Sydney York had worked at a hair we are since July 2021. I can't take this anymore. I can't. St I, I stand with Jesus. York wrote in a Facebook post in response to a National Geographic special advertised by Disney Plus that is titled Pride from Above. She continued, this is mockery of the covenant God made with his people, that he would not destroy the earth again by water. It's not okay, and it's not acceptable, she wrote. Pride from above? Is pride claiming to be the prophet? Is Disney spelled upside down? Look like the uh, Jezebel, the name God calls intolerable to you? Does the plus look like it could be an upside down cross? Should we tolerate her? Two days later, the salon manager texted her to inform her that she had been fired for insubordination. The Daily Signal reported, I asked you to take down the post yesterday afternoon at 3.15 p.m. The manager wrote, you chose not to. You leave me no other choice but to let you go from my company immediately from insubordination. So, folks, you'll be able to read to see the tweet here um, about the uh, Disney pride whatever above. In a public statement on Instagram, the salon condemned the remarks made by York. We want to address a recent incident involving remarks made by a former employee that were homophobic and contrary to the values we hold dear. Here we are salon post on Instagram. At Here we are salon, we believe in fostering a work environment that is built on respect, inclusivity, and acceptance for everyone and every type of hair. We love hair and helping everyone feel wonderful. We want to make it clear that such behavior is completely unacceptable and does not align with our company values. The company continues, we do not tolerate any form of discrimination, including homophobic, within our organization or in any interaction related to our business. Speaking to the Daily Signal, York said she knew that her colleagues would not welcome her Christian views, but felt she had to speak up. She is considering legal actions 
st uh, starting with filing a complaint with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Hey, you know what? I'm not really a religious person, even though I do study the Holy Quran. I do read the Holy Quran, and I also practice uh, Islam as well. Um, the North, Amer North American version of Islam. But here's the thing, folks. Again, it goes back to the First Amendment, folks. Again, listen. I don't believe with Christianity personally. Um, I think Christianity has become a joke now. But uh, back in the day when it was actually a real thing, um, she has the right to post about Disney Plus, man. I mean, it goes back to the First Amendment, folks. So I think this woman is right in her actions to pursue legal action. Uh, for sure, I understand the business has a code of ethics, and I get all that. I get all of that. But at the end of the day, folks, it goes back to the First Amendment. We haven't gotten rid of the First Amendment. Yes, Christina is dealing with her consequences. I mean, uh, not Christina, but Sydney York. Miss York is dealing with her consequences of what she posted. And that's the thing about freedom of speech in the First Amendment is that people don't talk about the consequences that's going to come for the shit you say out of your mouth or the shit you tweet online. It's the same exact concept, folks. You have to be willing to deal with the consequences. And I keep telling people this. You have to learn to deal with whatever consequences come your way, folks. If you want freedom of speech, you want freedom of expression, there are consequences for those actions. Period. End of story. Now, I don't agree with what she said. Um, it is possible, you know, Disney Plus could be the uh, could be the devil. I don't freaking really know or whatever, whatever the hell she called it. What she say here? Let's see. Let's see. Oh, Jezebel. Yeah. So, I mean, Disney Plus could be a Jezebel. I'm not sure. It's possible. Uh, again, for me, you know, I welcome everyone, you know. I did fight for LGBT, LGBT plus gay rights back when I was in high school as well. I used to stand on the corner protesting things like that and fight for their rights to get married because I think love, I think everybody should be able to love whoever the hell they want to. Um, that's just how I look at things. Um, you don't have to agree, absolutely not, but I just look at it as well as, you know, if you're a gay man, you should be able to marry another gay man. I mean, hey, love is love, man, you know, whether you're a robot, an anime character, a goddamn fucking camel hump, or a damn fucking water fountain in my eyes. If you want to, I mean, there are people in Japan who marry fucking anime characters, folks. I mean, I'm not against any of that. My only issue is, is stop putting on the goddamn children. That's it. That's all I care about. If you want to marry another adult, an anime character, a goddamn fucking car, do you, homie. Just leave the goddamn kids alone. That's it. Just leave the children out of it. That's all I care about. Just leave the kids alone. You know, any grown adult, please, by all means, shake your ass, take off your clothes, get butt naked, shake your sausage for all I care. I don't give a damn. As long as you do that in front of adults, I could care less. But if you're doing that in front of children, you need to slap the shit out of yourself and also get the hell beat out of you, too. So, that's my only thing. But yes, for me, York, she has the right to say what she wanted to say. I don't necessarily agree with what she said, but, you know, we all have a difference of opinions. You know, I don't like Disney for different reasons, but that's just me. Um, because of the sexual nature that they put in their freaking cartoons and things like that. But that's just me, that you're advertising this to children. I think that's a little too disrespectful. Now, if you want to do that to adults, that's fine. But children, leave that alone. Um, 
But yeah, folks, let me know what y'all think about Miss York, man. Do you think what she's doing is right? I think she should pursue, like I said, legal action against these people. Because you can't just fire somebody over a post that's not inciting violence. It, she didn't incite violence here. She's giving her opinion about what she thinks about Disney. And that's fine. Uh, as long as she's not causing any harm to anyone or she's not inciting violence, I'm all fine with the post. Anyway, folks, let's have a discussion below. But anyway, folks, moving on, we got DHS sought to assign social credit style risk scores to social media use. So that's right, folks. We're about to have social credit scores, a.k.a. risk scores. They're going to change the name, obviously, because, you know, China has a social credit score. Can't have that in the United States, but we can have a risk score, though. All right, so let's get into this article. It ain't sh Hold on. In a sharp spotlight on the interplay between national security and individual privacy, newly disclosed documents have unveiled that the Department of Homeland Security, DHS, entered into a contract with the University of Alabama Birmingham, UAB, in 2018 to develop a project dubbed Night Fury, designed to analyze and assign risk scores to social media accounts. The Bremen Center for Justice uh, procured these documents through a public record request and Motherboard was the first to report on them. Project Night Fury aimed at utilizing automation to detect and evaluate social media accounts for connections to terrorism, illegal opioid dis distribution, but also disinformation campaigns. This is absolutely asinine. The DHH documents state the contract shall develop these attributes to create a methodology for developing ranking or risk score associated with the identified accounts. Wow. <clears throat> Talk about invasive privacy. Jesus Louises. Project Night Fury had also planned on incorporating the involvement from Customs and Border Protection, CBP, uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, Transportation Security Admission, and U.S. Citizen and Immigration services to provide cross-mission operation content according to one of the documents. Experts have warned DHS about the inherent difficulty and bias involved in automated judgment for these matters, citing that characteristics like being pro-terrorists have no concrete definition. Notably, DHS terminated Project Night Fury in 2019. However, it underscores the agency's continued interest in social media as a resource for analysis. This comes in the wake of early reports of CBP utilizing AI-powered tool BabbleX for analyzing travelers' social media at the U.S. border. While Night Fury focus was initially on counterterrorism, illegal opioid supply chain, transnational crime, and understanding slash characterizing, identifying the spread of disinformation by foreign entities, the documents indicate that UAB work with work was intended to scale to other DHS domains and build next-generation capabilities. Well, luckily this thing was terminated, but uh, something tells me the DHS is working something else behind the scenes, folks. Um, so I'm glad this thing was terminated. The risk scores uh, was terminated, but I'm not too sure that they're not working on something more egregious than the risk score thing for social media, folks. But anyway, folks, let me know what y'all think about this article, because that's pretty intense. I mean, I heard something like this back in 2018, but I didn't know what it was. I didn't really do any fair investigation on what that was, but I did hear of it, the risk scores. I did hear about it. Oh, folks, our neighbors in Canada. Oh, Canada. 
So companies band together to advance digital ID agenda. Oh, boy. And I just told you folks last week we had a digital ID agenda. Didn't I tell you folks? This is global, man. This is not just going to be in the United States. It's not going to be just in China and Russia. No, folks, this is going to be global. So let's get into this. So in Canada, a number of huge corporations have band together to back up the efforts to introduce digital IDs. Throwing their considerable weight behind the ideas are uh, Disjardins, Beneva, KPMG, Telus, and Videotron, who have come up with a white paper on digital identification, describing the move toward the scheme as a necessary evolution. Evolution of what, you may wonder. The paper, as introduced by those behind it, is presented as a collaborative effort that, in addition to the said corporation, received the support from a nonprofit called the Digital Identification Laboratory, ID Lab. The latter is supposed to help with no... No, the latter is supposed to help with not only better security, but also user-friendliness. This is one of the many... Uh, what is that? This is one of the many uh, innovatives appearing around the world, uh, around the globe, to equally uh, elastic welcome by governments and mistrust and criticism from security and privacy communities. The white paper now presented in Canada says that the five companies share a vision of digital ID as it uh, pertains to everyday life and would like to for starters, provide answers to what digital ID is, clearly the way they see it, as well as be the ones to answer basic questions both from citizens and industries. And then, ideally, this activity would bring about collaboration among the stakeholders involved in implementing digital ID and help create an environment um, conductive to adopting digital ID in Canada. Another thing that the paper notes is that most countries are headed in the same direction and that to reach the goal, governments, businesses, and citizens must be brought together. Preparation work, as always, when it comes to controversy ideas being imposed on unwilling participants, starts with raising awareness and education. Why exactly these corporations see themselves fit to do that job is unclear, but they do, and the emphasis is clearly on on presumed equality and a lack of discrimination that digital ID is supposed to usher in. This is bullshit. It's not going to bring in fucking equality. Get the fuck out of here, sis. It's a fucking surveillance tool, for Christ's sake. There are also examples of everyday activities, renting a car, applying for a job, opening a bank account, etc. All this is supposed to go not only smoother, but at also but also be safer and promote equality and inclusion. Bull fucking shit. This is actually going to make equality less, equality less and inclusion even farther less. But critics say this tech based on biometric data is a serious threat to human rights and information security. You damn right it is. You damn fucking right it is, bro. This is absolutely a fucking violation of fucking human rights. And privacy, for crying out loud. I mean, are you kidding me? But I have to give this article credit, though. They are right. Governments around the world are working on this, and businesses as well, folks. So, it's just not Canada. It's not only China. It's not only Russia. But it's the United States. It's Mexico. It's Cuba. It's all of the countries. Trust and believe me on that. And then the last story of the night, folks, we got Saudi Arabia. 
Remind social media users that criticism of the regime is illegal. Yeah, that's right, folks. If you're in Saudi Arabia, you can't criticize your government. So state media in Saudi Arabia has reminded Snapchat and other social media platform users that insulting regime is a criminal offense. Several Snapchat influencers and users in the kingdom have been arrested and some handed decade-long sentences. The news segment originally aired in April, then deleted was an interview of a man who was in jail over a tweet that criticized the regime. The segment was reposted by human rights group ALQST after the state broadcaster deleted it. The man shared his regret over the tweet and said that there were others in jail over social media posts. The presenter of the segment thanked the man for educating others, adding most of these, most of those seeing you will probably have an account on Twitter or an account on Snapchat or so on. So maybe they will see your case and pray for you that Almighty God will bring you, bring about your release. Because you have made them aware. According to the court documents viewed by The Guardian, a Snapchat user in Saudi Arabia was arrested towards the end of last year for privately posting a picture where she was not in an, a job. She was charged with indecency dressing. However, it is unclear how Saudi authorities got access to the image. In another case, Snapchat influencer was since 27 years in prison for social media posts that suggested he was blackmailed for criticizing Crown Prince Mohammed uh, Ben Salam's Vision 2030 economic plan. Snapchat policy state that it has been, it has the discretion to provide account recorders to government agency in response to legal requests. Provide the request data is not IP data and basic subscriber information. A spokesperson for the social media company said, we upload and respect the value of universal human rights and our goal is to serve our community and enable them to unleash their creativity and broaden their understanding of the world. The company denies providing private user data to Saudi, Saudi Arabia government in this person's case. So folks, if you are in Saudi Arabia, do not criticize your government. Okay, I understand what you see in the Western world, the United States, Canada, Mexico, and stuff like that, where we just talk shit about our government, we piss on their fucking fo uh, photos and shit like that, we spray paint their fucking paintings, we put mustaches on their fucking uh, statues and shit like that, or we tear shit down, but folks... Listen to me in Saudi Arabia. Let me let me explain something to you. I love that you're expressing your freedom of speech. I, I get all that, but you don't have it in Saudi Arabia. You don't. You have to be careful on social media in Saudi Arabia. You 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 just can't, folks. Now, if you want to put some mustaches on statues, if you want to piss on the palace or whatever or shit on it, do that. But don't record yourself and post it on social media because you can end up in prison for 27 years. Listen, I get it. I get it. You folks out there, you freedom fighters in Saudi Arabia are out there fighting a good fight. And I love that you're doing it. But it's, at, it's costing you your life, man. It's costing your life. And I get it. And I know I spoke about you got to be willing to stand up. And I 100% and I agree with that. But folks, if you have a family, if you have kids, if you have a wife, you have all that. Yes, you have to stand up, and you have to be willing to deal with the consequences. But Saudi Arabia is a different animal. It really is. It's a very different animal. I've read a lot of news about Saudi Arabia. They don't fuck around in that government, man. And I know I said this before. you got to be willing to die 
for what you believe in. I, and I love the passion of you, social media influence. I love what you're doing. It's great. But be careful, man. Be very, very careful. This is not the United States. This is not Canada. This is not the rest of Western world. Okay? Their punishment in Saudi Arabia is way worse. Way worse than anything we could think of over here in the Western world. But hey, you free to fighters continue to fight, man. I love reading these type of stories. This is great. I just hate that you're getting punished for 27 years or worse. I don't like that at all. Um, but I'm glad y'all standing up, though. I really do. I really, really do. Just word of advice. Be very careful what you post on social media, folks. I mean, there are other ways to fight the good fight of freedom. There's a good way to overthrow your regime that you don't have to post on social media, folks. It will make the news. You just have to be careful. All right? I'm free to fight them just like you over here in the Western world, folks. You know, I pissed on cops' cars before, you know, because I'm protesting. Fuck you. You know, fuck your authority. Fuck your black cavalier or whatever the fuck military fucking gear you have. Fuck you. You know, you're on the wrong side of history. You're fighting for the enemy. And since you're fighting for the enemy, I'm going to piss on your fucking car. You know, I don't usually take a shit on people's car. I think that's disgusting, but I would rather piss on your car. I think it leaves a better sense of shitting. That's just me, though. But anyway, folks, what do y'all think about Saudi Arabia reminding social media users that criticize the regime is illegal? What do y'all think, man? I mean, we know Saudi Arabia is a different animal, folks. I mean, if you watch any documentaries, if you talk to anybody that's from Saudi Arabia, from that region that's in the United States, you ask them why they come over, they will tell you exactly why. And this is one of the main reasons. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, that's pretty much the show, folks. I do have two bonus articles for you. It's about cops arrested, Christian preacher for quoting Bible at Pride March, orders him to respect LGBT S. And then we have the moving towards a global empire. Humanity sends to an unpolar prison and a digital gulag. Folks, this is a great read off dash uh, guardian.org. And then the cop one is on blacklistednews.com. All these links will be in the description below, folks. So I'm telling you, man, there's a lot of things going on, folks, behind the scenes. You have the Binance, Coinbase distraction. You have everything going on in crypto. You have Trump being indicted as well. You got Biden. You know, they finally fixed the debt ceiling. You have all this shit going on. You know, they've apparently captured aliens and all this type of stuff. Oh, I'm sorry, extraterrestrials. Excuse me. Extraterrestrials and uh, things like that. Um, it, it's just absolutely out of this world, folks, all the distractions that are going on. But the main thing is, folks, they are ushering in us a digital prison. That's ultimately what the ultimate goal is, to put us in a digital prison where we can't see or taste or touch. Okay? A prison. A digital prison. Something you cannot get out of at all unless you get rid of all of the smart tech, all of the goddamn internet, Everything that connects to you, we'd have to get rid of ASAP, and we'd have to re-educate everyone on the planet Earth that we don't need fucking parents, a.k.a. government, authority figures. We don't need them. We don't need influence. We don't need any of that crap, all right? We need to get back to agri agriculture. We need to get back to farming. We need to get back to building with our hands, 
We need to get back to being a community again. Okay? Looking out for each other, protecting each other. Like we should have from the damn beginning of the 20th century. But, in the 21st century, I should say, because that's what we're in right now. But anyway, folks. Like, um, not going to be a long show, like I said um, at the beginning. Because I have work here in about uh, 15 hours from now. But anyway, folks. I'm just going to say these last few words and I'm going to get the hell out of here. Um, but folks, this article, I mean not this article, this podcast we will be available on Wednesday at 3 a.m. Pacific. I mean at 3 a.m. Pacific. 3 a.m. Eastern, 12 a.m. Pacific. And yes, folks, I might be working overtime on Wednesday. Um, just a half a shift, though. I'm not going to work a full shift. Fuck that. I'm going to only give them four hours and 30 minutes of my time. But uh, I'm probably going to work Wednesday. I'm probably going to work Saturday. You know, just half shifts. You know what I'm saying? Make some extra money and things like that. Um, But yeah, folks. You know, just a lot of things, man. If you haven't heard the news, I have my car now. Uh, I'm going to turn in my license either here this morning or I'll probably do it Wednesday morning. Uh, We'll see what happens. But I definitely got to do it this week for sure. Um... Got to check when the DMV is uh, open, and then I'll go from there, go to DMV and get my license changed, and we'll get that done before the end of the week. And then uh, since my wife works at the DMV, she'll be able to get me my New York State license back to me as fast as possible. Uh, It's because of the car insurance I have, folks, that I have to get a New York State license again. Unfortunately, I have to turn in my Arizona license, but it is what it is. It's had its run. It's time for me to get rid of my Arizona driver's license, which will be great. Um, that'll be my last tie to Arizona, but, you know, other than that, folks, just nothing but a busy week, just gonna, like I said, gonna go get my license, um, I could do it today, we'll see, I'll have to stay up a little bit longer if I do do that, but I'll probably do it on Tuesday, um, since I'll be coming home about 5 o'clock in the morning, um, I'll probably stay up that Tuesday, and I will, um, no, I'll do it Wednesday. Wednesday, actually. I'll do it Wednesday because I'm only working half a shift, so I don't need that much sleep. So I'll do it Wednesday. Either Tuesday or Wednesday, I'll do it. And then um, I'll go ahead, go to DMV, get my license changed. And then once I get my license changed, everything will be good, and I'll be all set. And then my insurance will be good. Everything will be all set. I'll call my insurance and let them know of my New York State driver's license so he can get the number so he can get to the insurance, everything like that, and we'll be good to go. So it's going to be a very, very interesting week, folks, so I'm super excited. But I'm going to leave it there for now, folks. I'm going to let everybody enjoy. Hopefully you have a good week. Um, make sure to be looking out for the crypto news because more distractions are coming. Bitcoin's at 25 k again which is great. That means I'm looking at it as a buying opportunity as well. Um, I hope you guys are looking out at different altcoins or, you know, Bitcoin or Tether as a safe haven for yourself. Um, I also have bought some more books as well. Folks, it's freaking awesome. There's a book you, I think all of you should actually read, folks. It's for the information age that we're in right now. It's called The Sovereign, the Sovereign Individual, Mastering the uh, Transition to the Information Age by uh, James Dale Davidson. Um, so The Sovereign Individual is is a, is a great book. I've heard this on a Bitcoin Cafe podcast. So I can't wait to uh, read this book. 
once I get done with the Bitcoin standard. But uh, that's it, folks. I'm going to get out of here now because I'm black. I'm babbling. So, uh, again, I hope everybody has a great weekend. Make sure to be nice to each other. And, uh, folks, do not let the SEC scare you out of crypto because these people are full of shit. All the other countries have freaking laws and regulation for crypto already. And the United States can't get out of, it, out of its own way. But we all saw this coming. We all told you this was coming anyway. So we're in the fight fight me stage. And uh, we just got to survive until 2027. And then after that, we win. All right, folks. I'm going to get the hell out of here. This is your boy Nightmare Chaos signing off. Peace.